Good morning and welcome to Recipe for Success. My name is Nancy Giacalone with Olympic Crest Insurance. And if you've been following me for any time at all, you know that Recipe for Success combines my love of cooking with my love of business, marketing. Uh, I just have a curious nature, so I like to know about a lot of different things. And one thing that I have learned over the years is that there's always one ingredient or technique that is really critical to the success, whether it be bread, a marketing campaign, or a new business venture. So today I'm super excited to have Yasmin Castaneda. Did I say that correctly or kind yes. of correctly? <laughs> okay, good. Um, with Origin Mex Mexico. I'm again, I'm not the best with, um, with accents. So if I butcher it, I apologize to everyone. And I will let Yasmin provide um, correct pronunciations for me. So Yasmin, um, I'd love for you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about um, your business as well. Perfect. Well, thank you again, Nancy. I'm so excited to be here with you and share a little bit about myself and Origin Mexico. My name is Yasmin Castañeda, and I'm a mom, a wife, a daughter, sister. Um, I founded Origin Mexico last year, uh, right before the pandemic. And uh, the mission of our company is to promote artisanal goods from, from Mexico. Everything that we carry is handmade. Um, it's ethically sourced, and it's also created in small batches. Um, it's also produced through a very slow process. So generally, many of our items take about 30 to 40 hours to produce. Um, in fact, this blouse that I'm wearing right now took about 20 hours because it is a slow process. It's hand embroidered and created by artisans in Mexico. That's amazing. Um, I think that's one thing that we really lack in today's fast-paced society is um, that slow handcrafted goods that are truly unique and one of a kind. So I think that that's wonderful that you are um, focusing on that. Okay, so a couple of months ago, I made the conscious decision to shift the focus of this podcast to really looking at women doing great things in whatever industry that they're in. And I believe it was your husband, actually, that saw my request for recommendations and referrals. And he said, you have got to talk to my wife. So that's how um, we, we came into contact. Um, but I'm really impressed with what you're doing. I'm impressed that you have taken your passion and your love of artistry, um, not only to make it available to, to the general public, but to help other women as well. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about your background and where you grew up. Absolutely. And I must begin by saying that my husband has been my number one supporter in all this. He's the one that motivates me to just go for it. So I, I'm so glad that he connected us. Um, so I grew up in Tijuana, Mexico, which is south of San Diego. I I'm a first generation Mexican American. And when I was very young, my mom decided to move from California to Tijuana. So I essentially grew up living on both sides of the border, which was a great and very unique experience for me. I think that that really shaped my admiration for my culture. It really allowed me to, to seek it and to love it and to just embrace it. 
Um, it also allowed me to benefit from the opportunities that I had in, in San Diego. So what I did um, is I would travel every day from Tijuana to San Diego, either to study or to work. And I did that for a number of years. And for anyone that's listening to this in San Diego that maybe did that, it's, it's a very unique experience. You immerse yourself in a different culture and you return to your roots essentially at the end of the day. Um, and I was, I'm very proud of that. It's, it's a great experience. It shaped me as a person. And growing up in Tijuana, um, my family, they moved from Durango, Mexico in the 70s to Tijuana. And that's how this journey started. I really, I, I like to link my path to their path because how this all started is through my grandparents and their struggles and how they, they persevered through many of, of life's challenges. And that really taught me a lesson of resilience and never giving up on your dreams and, and I think work ethic. So, yes. No, I was just going to comment. Um, that was actually going to be my question when you actually come when you said work ethic, because at least from an outsider standpoint, it feels to me like the worth work ethic is so much stronger because you have to work so much harder for everything. Absolutely, and one of the things that I was very impressed about learning when I was younger, when I was a teenager, is that my grandfather he would work in the fields in in California. He is, he was, he passed away a number of years ago, but he is from Mexico and he would travel to California, work in the fields, you know, 15 hour days, go back to Mexico, spend time with his family. And, you know, I was just so grateful that whatever he did, whatever my grandmother did, uh, provided the opportunities that I have right now. And that's how Origin Mexico was created with a dream of giving back to a lot of the communities and a lot of the artists and women in, in, in Mexico that also have the same dreams and would love to pursue a better life and be financially independent and for their families and, and for their children. No, that's, that's wonderful. Okay. So one thing I found really interesting because I always like to study up on my guests a little bit. So I know your background is actually in um, real estate management. And this is a pretty recent transition for, for you to go from that to operating, founding, you know, sourcing all of these goods. So A, how did you make the decision to transition? And B, what have been your biggest challenges so far? So I think that the decision to finally make that transition happened last year with our relocation. We moved from San Diego to the Austin area. And due to circumstances in San Diego, we weren't able, I wasn't able to really pursue this. Um, I've always dreamt about it, but it was a daydream. It was always a daydream, something that I've always aspired to, but really never had an opportunity. Okay. And last year with our move, my husband, again, my husband, <laughs> he said, just go for it. You know, what's, what's holding you back? Just do it. And I think it's also a fear of um, kind of, you know, going into your second question is I worked in the real estate industry for 20 years plus. So it, it was a very long time. And a child personal challenge for me was, you know, my identity was somehow fused with my title and I don't know if that was just me, but that's maybe it's just a personal thing, but that's how I felt. And 
I, I was very much my previous role in a way. I, I mean, I was wife, I was a mom, but I was this person and I would go to gatherings, I would go to parties, you know, the question always comes up, oh, so what do you do? Yeah. That's who I was. And one of the uh, most challenging things was to really detach myself from that and to embrace who, I, I mean, I've always been me, but to embrace something that was so fulfilling, that I was so passionate about. And that I, I, I think that was a challenge. And I didn't realize that until I was Um, I I can totally understand that. And I don't think that that's unique to you at all. I know, well, it's been a long time ago since I started my business, but I left a larger agency to start my business. And I remember sitting in my office for the first, I'm not going to lie, probably close to a year being terrified and petrified because I was no longer associated with this big industry or this big agency. And all of a sudden, it was, it was like my identity had been stripped away and I had to build a new one. And it was, it was, so I totally understand what you're saying. I think that's, that's interesting to hear you say that. Um, okay. So not only do you have this business, you've moved, um, you're helping other people, but you're a wife, you're a mom. I imagine with COVID, there might've been some homeschooling involved. So tell me how you've balanced it all. You know, I think I gave up on my dream of balancing things last year. <laughs> I used to be, you know, very um, diligent about things. You know, I had to get certain things done. And I think last year was a wake up call for all of us. And I've redefined what balance looks like. So, but it's a daily struggle. It's one of those things that I strive to do a lot because you're so used to working in a corporate environment. But then again, I've, um, I'm now in this position because I want more flexibility and I want to be able to spend more time with my family while I do something that's fulfilling and I can give back to communities. Um, so balance is different for me now than it was years ago. I think balance for me now means being present, you know, being there for my family, listening to them, um, enjoying those, you know, those trivial moments in life where, you know, those go by so quickly and just taking my daughters to the park or enjoying a glass of wine with my husband or going for walks as a family or just reading things of that nature. So I really strive to do that now. Uh, but balance is uh, it's it's a challenge <laughs> for sure. So, so I know, you know, I always think about it that people have always talked for years about work-life balance. Oh, everything mm -hmm. has to be in balance. I think that we're starting to look at that a little bit differently. And I, at least for me, I have to look at it more from a work-life integration standpoint. Like how do they integrate together to make sense? Because one's going to always take precedence at any given moment, um, but it's figuring out how to, how to continue to integrate them in a way that makes the most sense for for you or for me personally. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, I know that your husband obviously supports this dream. How do your kids feel about it? They love it. They do. Um, I also carry a collection of girls' dresses and I have all girls. So when they see new arrivals, they often want to keep everything. So that's a little bit of a challenge, um, but they really do enjoy it. And 
when I do talk to the artists and families and my artists and partners, we usually do it via uh, a video call. Um, they often want to know like, oh, well, do they have any daughters or they do they have kids? So they're very curious about, are these people that are creating these beautiful things? And they'll ask me questions. Um, my two youngest are here in San Diego. One is four and one seven. So the seven-year-old is the She's very inquisitive. She loves to learn. So she's the one that asks a lot of questions. And, um, but they're, they love it. And they love that mom is able to spend more time with them. Well, not only that, but you're setting a fantastic example for them. And I think that that's, that's a wonderful thing. Okay, so now we've talked about your present family and we touched briefly on your grandparents, but I want to go back to your grandmother for a minute because um, from what I, again, from my little bit of um, digging into your bio, um, I it seemed that she really had a big impact, not only on, from a work ethic standpoint, but from your love of the, the artistry and the craftsmanship. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Absolutely. So my grandparents, they lived in Durango and through my grandmother, she really communicated the love of, of Mexico um, through food, through clothing, through music, through, you know, sounds, through everything. And I grew up um, with her. So I, I was young and, and um, my brothers and I, we spent a lot of time with them. So I was able to really cherish that. And through my grandmother and my mom, um, they really taught me to, you know, own your history, own your culture, be proud of it, um, share it as much as you can, but also try to give about a profit. Um, it's really about creating a positive impact in someone else's lives. And my grandmother is, is very instrumental in that because, you know, through her, I had the love of travel. You know, we were able to travel as children and visit several regions in, in Mexico and learn about different cultures and learn about different dialects and how maybe one textile design varies from another and who creates them. So she was the one that introduced this love of anything, all things Mexico to me. And then my mom continued that as well. And just I, I I love having those memories, especially during Christmas, of you know, just certain tra traditions that we have. And I've always had that um, that love and that aspiration um, to to create something out of it. It just the the opportunity didn't really present itself until recently. I love that. Um, so I, I'm I know that you're bringing the the goods to the United States or wherever and and distributing them and allowing the, these um, wonderful artists and you know, craftsmanship to be sold. But I'd like to know about the women you're helping. Um, tell me about why it's so important to you to give back to them, to help them, and what is it creating in their lives? So right now, I'm very fortunate to work with three artists and families. Um, and I've, I've met the women years ago and we've reconnected. One of the things that really fulfills me is they all have children and what they do is they hand embroider the items that that we promote but they do this in their home with their children next to them so that was something that i was extremely excited about when i started conversations with them is 
they don't have to take their children somewhere else so they could get work done. Their children can be there with them. Um, their children are also able to see what the process is like so they can continue certain traditions generation through generation. Uh, but these women are extremely hardworking. They, they love our culture as well, and they would love to share it. Um, I think one of the goals that we all share is more of a empowerment for, for themselves and for their children and really creating more economic opportunities, but also educational opportunities for their children. And what I, what I do right now is I connect with them on a weekly basis. Um, and I also work with a nonprofit in Oaxaca that supports additional artists and women. So a portion of our proceeds that we generate are then donated to a nonprofit in Oaxaca. I love that, that's lovely. So we've talked about your past, we've talked about the people you're helping. What does the future look like for you? What does the future look like for Origin Mexico? Wow, so that's a great question. Um, I've thought about that a lot lately and it keeps evolving. And I think one thing that I, always go back to is how can I make a bigger impact? How can I help more women? Um, so I, it's, it's sort of constant battle how to go about it. Um, I would love to expand the current group of artisan women that I work with. I just work with three at the moment because we do interview them. I have a pretty set criteria in terms of how things are produced. So I would love, love to expand that group, but I would also like to involve myself in, in more nonprofits in Mexico or here in the States that give back to communities or give back to women um, that lack any type of resource. I would love to do that. And eventually in the future, I would love to compile everything that I've learned in this venture of mine and share it with anyone that is looking to start their or to pursue their dream I know that I had to learn everything new. This is a completely different industry than what I was accustomed to. So I had to listen to podcasts and read books and Google everything. Um, and I would love to be able to share that with people that would love to start their own their own passion project. I love that. So just, just you, your story just is it's very touching. Um, so before we move on to you know the closing part where I ask my five questions. Um, I really want to know how can people find find the goods from, or, I'm going to try Origin Mexico. I'll say that a little better this time. And also, um, I'd love to know more about um, what nonprofits you support, if there's people that are, um, that are watching either now or in the future that would like to find out more and support them as well. I'd love to have that, just be able to share that information. So can you tell us um, those two things where we can find that information? Absolutely. So the nonprofit that we support is called Fundacion Envia, and I have a link to their site on my website. Okay. Um, and they support artists and women through microfinance and responsible tourism. Um, the women that they support are in Oaxaca, but I'm currently looking to um, collaborate with other nonprofits in other regions. So you can find me at originmexico.com, and I'm also on social media. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, so we made it to the fun part of the of the show. So where I always ask my five burning questions. So I'm really interested to hear the answer to the first one from you because I think it might be something I wouldn't expect. So my question is, what is your absolute favorite food in the world and can you cook it? <laughs> 
Wow, this is a tough one. <laughs> I love to eat, so this is a tough one. Uh, chiles en nogada is okay. my favorite food. And uh, this is a, a typical dish from uh, Guadalajara. It's amazing. It's delicious. If you haven't seen it, you should look it up. It's called chiles en hogada. Um, and it's, it's a very laborious process. It probably takes about 30, 35 ingredients to make. Yes. And you probably have to start a day before you plan on serving this. Um, I've never made it, <laughs> but I, I, it's a goal of mine to be able to, to make, make this dish for my family one day. Okay, so Joel, um, who is also of Mexican heritage, knows what that is, but I yes. still don't. I don't know what it is. So, can you explain it to me a little bit? So it's um, poblano peppers, um, and they're stuffed. So typically, it is ground uh, beef or ground pork, um, and there is this amazing sauce. So it's a um, like a walnut sauce. Oh, and and it's it's sort of like a like a savory dish. It's spicy as well, but it's sweet. Um, I don't know. It has all these um, flavors, and the combination of flavors is it is delicious. I am going to look for that one the next time I'm someplace, or I'm going to look up how to make it. I, the the longer and more ingredients that a recipe has, the more <laughs> I'm intrigued by it. So yes. that is so cool. Okay. So um, what is the one character trait you admire most in other people and why? I would have to say kindness. Kindness is by far uh, a trait that I admire in a lot of people. And um, I've uh, received kindness, you know, growing up and in my <laughs> and in the, and in my career and even in this process. And I really do admire that because it's an option. You could be kind or you could decide not to be kind. And um, kindness by far is something that we can just be kind and make somebody's day better. I agree. Okay, so now let's flip the mirror on you. So what's the character trait in yourself that you are, you're most proud of and why? I would have to say I'm a very curious, curious person. Um, if I don't quite understand something or if I don't uh, understand a process or know much about a topic, if it's something that um, that intrigues me, I will research that like 24-7 nonstop. So um, as I did with this business, you know, I'm, I'm curious about a lot of topics and I like to think that I have a pretty open perspective on things. So I'm just I'm curious to know of other people's backgrounds and their stories and yeah, just, I'm, I'm a pretty curious person. I love it. Okay. So we already know you like to travel. You come from a family that likes to travel. So where's the one place in the world that you would most like to go that you have not been yet? So I would definitely have to take it back to Mexico. Um, there are places in Chiapas and Oaxaca that I would love to visit. And these are the remote villages that not everyone likes to visit, um, that are a little difficult to reach. Um, and there are not typically on, you know, like a top 10 destination <laughs> list. They're not on the tourist map. <laughs> no. I would love to do that. Um, there, I would love to go trekking to, to maybe like remote villages and 
really immerse myself and stay there for a couple of days and again learn more about people's background of their lives and just just because I would love to know more about their history um, so I either awesome um, you froze up there for a minute, so I'm not sure. But anyway, okay. So what's the what's the what's either your secret talent or the one thing people would be surprised to learn about you? Okay, um, I wish I was more talented because I had a hard time with this one. Um, <laughs> so one thing that I think people are often surprised when I share this with them is that I love to go tent camping, and. They're like, oh, you actually camp like in a tent? Yes, I love that. And I, I really, really love it. And it's been a while since we've had an opportunity to do that as a family. But that is something that I love and I miss doing. Um, we're in Texas now, so we'll have to really look at locations that are close to us. But um, yeah, that's something that surprisingly people, I don't know why it surprises them. <laughs> I, I, well, I think it surprised me, but um, just make sure that you pick a spot that doesn't have a lot of snakes. That's all I oh, have to say about the whole yeah. tent camp. Or scorpions. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not down for that. <laughs> um, okay. So final question. Who is the one person you've connected with on social media um, that, or a podcast host that you would most love to meet in real life and sit down and have a conversation with? So the one person that I've connected through um, social media is Marcela Valladolid. And she's a chef that is based out of San Diego. She also grew up in Tijuana. So we, we share a lot of similarities, but the reason why I would love to meet her is because she also supports many artisans in, in Mexico and she supports the artistry and the process of creating something uh, that's handmade. And she gives back to a lot of artisans, but the other reason and the main reason is she is very real. She talks about challenges, you know, being a mom and being a business owner. And she just, you know, she tells it like it is. And she will give a lot of advice in terms of parenting and the struggles of being a parent while you're also trying to pursue your dream. Um, so I, we've connected briefly on social media. We haven't really met uh, but she's somebody that I've always admired and I would love to meet in person. Oh, you're going to have to send me her contact information. Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to have to reach out to her. She yes. sounds like somebody I would love to, to get to know yes. more about. So, okay. Well, that brings us pretty much to the end. Are there any final thoughts you would like to share with the audience before we wrap it up today? No, I just want to say thank you, Nancy, for this opportunity. It's been wonderful to be able to, to chat with you and to share a little bit about myself and about Origin Mexico. I have loved learning about um, both you and the project. I think it's amazing. Um, I will be checking it out. Um, and and as again, as a thank you for coming on the show, we will be making a donation to your charitable organization that you, you. That, that you support. So thank you, everyone. Um, thank you, Yasmin, for coming on. If anybody wants to know more and um, is not able to connect with Yasmin, please connect with me, send me a message, and I will forward it on. So thank you, everyone. And until next week, make it a great day.